0: I'm saying. I can show you where to go get it. Go in Genesee. And it's right here in Hebrew too. But we're scared. We're scared to talk about it. I look at TV on the news everything say everybody's scared to talk about this race problem. It exists and you're scared to talk about it and you got one people going around here every time somebody say a black they say he's practicing racism. How in the world that's racism when you say black that's a color. God bless you. We hope that this message has encouraged your heart. We invite you to come worship with us at our Sunday school service beginning at 9 a.m. Our morning worship service at 11 a.m. Bible study every Wednesday night from 7 to 8. If you would like to correspond with this ministry, you can write us at 2627 Willow Glen Road, Alexandria, Louisiana. Again, thank you, and may God bless you. Is KAYT Gina Alexandria? No need to worry. The gospel is on the radio at 88.1. Call up somebody, tell them it's going to be all right. KAYT got the gospel transmitting. All day. All right. It's gonna be all right. It's really gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. So you say you want deliverance from all the sins and habits that seem to plague you day by day. If you really want it, listen to me, brother, get down on your knees and pray, don't you know?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today to call on the highest power of the universe to bring peace and prosperity upon his people. The God that we serve is a deliverer and a strong tower. He is a God of stability, a God of substance, a God of authority, and a God who can solve all of our issues. So today, establish your people with deliverance, deliverance from the unemployment line, Deliverance from food stamps and welfare. Deliverance from the inner city housing and project living. Deliverance from drug addiction. Deliverance from social injustice. Deliverance from drive-by shootings. Deliverance from illiteracy and homelessness. Deliverance from racism and bigotry. Deliverance from hatred and violence. Deliverance from the doom of demonism. Deliverance from sin and seduction deliverance from helplessness and despair authenticate us with the principles of your power so that we can dwell in your power today you
2: excited to introduce to you Deliverance Today Ministries. Our world is full of trouble and we have reached a point where it is time to bring to the people of God, the truth of God. We are headquartered in Shreveport, Louisiana and are connected to churches worldwide. Each week we desire to come into your life with a message of deliverance that will prepare you for heaven. We invite you to join our prayer line and zoom into a closer walk with God every morning from 6 to 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. We have health professionals, spiritual counselors, and Christian aid workers in Louisiana and Texas, and we'll also extend our resources to help you with social, spiritual, financial, and mental needs wherever you are.
1: Good day, ladies and gentlemen. This is Evangelist McCautry with a very personal message for you. You see, today there are people who will tell you not to vote because the Bible tells you not to vote, but then they will vote. Understand that the Bible never says for you not to vote. So listen very carefully. The scripture says, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's. It is your spiritual responsibility to vote your conscience. So please go to the poll. Now, prior to our message today, we are going to listen to a song from Phoebe Hines, I give up all. We want you to know that black lives matter. So please do your civic responsibility and vote your spiritual conscience. If you know that someone is not in your best good, don't allow an opportunity for you to let them know that it's time for them to get out of the door. Misunderstanding of Black Oppression Our text today, Genesis chapter 9 and verse 25 The Bible says, and he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren Tommy and Johnny were playing one day and Tommy always had to be the leader Tommy told Johnny, let's play bus and I'll be the driver. After a while, Johnny got tired of following, so he suggested that they play another game. So Tommy said, you're tired of bus? So let's play air Pain, and I'll be the pilot. Again, after a while, Johnny said, let's play another game. I'm tired of following you. And then Tommy said, okay. Let's pay church. I'll be the preacher. To Johnny, this game from the start was not fun at all because he was tired of Tommy leading him. He was tired of following Tommy. And finally, he was tired of now listening to Tommy. So Johnny, after a few minutes, declared, Let's stop this game. It's not fun with you being the preacher. But Tommy interjected, We just started this game. And it's really a fun game. You sit in the congregation and be blessed by my sermon. After a minute, Johnny decided that finally a change has got to take place. So he declared, okay, Tommy, you want to play church? And you want to be the preacher? And that's fine with me. We can play church and you can be the preacher, but I'll be God. The future of the human race was predicted. When Noah awoke from his drunken stupor, he noticed something different, perhaps the way the covering was thrown over him. Apparently, he asked his sons about the matter, and the older son told him what had happened. Noah's heart, as any godly father's heart, would be as broken as broken could be. Broken because of what he had done to God. The consequences of sin can beat you. Secondly, he was broken because his sin had led his son to commit a most grievous sin. But more than Noah's heart being broken, God's heart was broken. Broken because his servant had fallen into sin and tragically affected his testimony and his family. God convicted Noah and Noah repented. God moved upon Noah with the spirit of prophecy and led Noah to predict the future of the human race. Remember, Noah's three sons stood at the head of the three branches of the human race. It is critical to know this. Noah is not re- reaching against Ham in his passage for Noah stands as guilty as his son if not more guilty, because he was the older, because of his call and position as a minister of righteousness. From this incident, I have heard ministers and church leaders suggest that the Bible has determined that the black man was cursed. Many black children have been told that because of the sin of Noah, the descendants of Noah's son Ham were cursed. This sin should be a guide to show the utter necessity of following God instead of the ways of the world. This sin should be a warning against sin and shame as we walk through life. The punishment resulted in the prediction that this, the youngest son of Ham, Canaan, was to be the father of an enslaved people. It is important to notice that it is Ham's son, Canaan, who was predicted to be the father of a cursed people instead of Ham. Had the curse been placed on Ham, then the justification for the slavery of black people in America would have been placed on God. It could easily have been said that the prophecy that black people was from God himself and that God determined the plight on the black people in America. That is why for black America to see that it was not Ham but Canaan who had been cursed. All kinds of lies have been suggested by various commentators, but the truth must be told for the encouragement of God's people. First, Canaan was already walking in the footsteps of his drunken father, living a sensual life, and denying the faith of God of Noah. As a people, we must learn from the mistakes of others but we are seduced by the sensual nature and beguiled by the lurid lure of the lustful likes of Lucifer. Satan sucks us in on a Saturday night with the attractiveness of Smirnoff, Tito's, Hennessy, and EJ. Then he takes us under with cocaine, ecstasy, and molly. While we are running a line at the strip club, and playing the fool for Satan, it must be clear that the outcome of the devil's fun is not fantastic. The devil's fun always has a dead end. Scripture definitely assures us in Galatians chapter 6, be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall the flesh Reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. The Scripture says, "Wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging. Whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise." The Bible also says thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Scripture definitely teaches that the sins of the fathers are passed down through the generation after generation. Life demonstrates this truth time and again. Unfortunately, a father sins and falls. Although he might regret his sin and even repent, his son still follows in his sinful footsteps and never repents. The influence of parents upon their children is undeniable. Their influence is great, almost incomprehensible. For example, we know today how influential parents are through their genes and their behavior. Every child inherits the genes of their parents and every child follows the behavior of their parents to a large extent. This does not mean that a child cannot break the behavioral pattern of a bad parent. He can. He can choose to act differently, to behave properly, to live a good and moral life, but many do not. Many continue on in the kind of immoral life their parents lived. The very name Canaan means the submissive one. It comes from the Hebrew meaning to stoop, to submit, to bend, to subjugate. Canaan was an introverted child that did not adhere to the path of biblical heritage, for the word declares, righteousness exalteth the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Proverbs fourteen thirty four. For more than 400 years, black people in America have been tortured, tormented, and beaten down physically and mentally. We were even told at one point in time that we were three-fifths of a person. We have endured prolonged cruel or unjust treatment or control. Were it not for the advent of the cell phone, the beating of Rodney King would have been another routine beating of a black man. We, as a people, have seen the murder of Medgar Evers or Malice Green, who on November the 5th, 1992, was a resident of Detroit, Michigan, who died after being assaulted by Detroit police officers. There have been multiple deaths caused by police brutality. Breonna Taylor, a black woman, died on March 13, 2020. George Floyd died with a knee on his neck. The senseless killing of Trayvon Martin. And we hear people saying that all of this is a result of a curse of Canaan. But the reality is, that Canaan was not the father of the black race. He was only a cousin. However, no people and no society should be dehumanized like the black American has been dehumanized in this society. For too long, we have endured this cruelty. Too long, we have endured this shame. Too long. We have been victims by villains when we deserve to be victorious. Our suffering reminds me of the fact that there was no video camera to record this biblical atrocity. Only the testimony of a wife who was shown in vision that he was innocent, not worthy of death, who said in Matthew chapter 27 and verse 19, Have thou nothing to do with this just man? You see, he endured oppression. 33 years of being lied on, talked about, ridiculed, living under threat of his murder plot. He was mocked. He was beaten. He was sped upon. A crown of thorns was thrust on his head. Nails were driven in his hands. A spear was thrust in his side. Every time that I think of his suffering for my sins and my salvation, I take a knee to honor him. I get on my knees and I thank God for his wondrous power. You see, to some folk, standing is respect. But when I get on my knees, I show respect to God. When I get on my knees, I talk to him. When I get on my knees, I share my heart with him. I am willing to lay down prostrate at his feet and show my loyalty to him. I kneel down to praise him. NFL players are showing more respect by getting on their knees than by standing up. I know that he is my redeemer and that he liveth. I trust him one day to validate my life. I trust him to save me. I trust him to one day make my suffering worth it all. I trust him to redeem me from the suffering of injustice in this world. He's my savior and my lord and king. A father had some puppies he needed to sell. He painted a sign advertising the pups and set about nailing it to a post on the edge of his yard. As he was driving the last nail into the post, he felt a tug on his overalls. He looked down into the eyes of a little boy. Mister, he said, I want to buy one of your puppies. Well, said the farmer as he rubbed the the sweat off the back of his neck. These puppies come from fine parents and cost a good deal of money. The boy dropped his head for a moment, then reaching deep into his pocket, he pulled out a handful of change and held it up to the farmer. I've got 39 cents. Is that enough to take a look? Sure, said the farmer, and with that he let out a whistle. Here, Dolly, he called. Out from the doghouse and down the ramp ran Dolly, followed by four little balls of fur. The little boy pressed his face against the chain-link fence. His eyes danced with delight. As the dogs made their way to the fence, the little boy noticed something. He saw something else stirring inside the doghouse. Slowly, another little ball appeared, this one noticeably smaller. Down the ramp it slid, Then in somewhat awkward manner, the little pup began hobbling toward the others, doing its best to catch up. The little boy immediately said, I want that one. The little boy pointing to the run. The farmer knelt down at the boy's side and said, son, you don't want that puppy. He'll never be able to run and play with you like these other dogs would. With that, the little boy stepped back from the fence reached down, and began rolling up one of the legs of his trousers. In doing so, he revealed a steel brace running down both sides of his legs, attaching itself to a specialty-made shoe. Looking back up at the farmer, he said, You see, sir, I don't run too well myself, and he will need somebody who understands. My Christian friends today... I need somebody who understands, somebody who has gone through what I've gone through, somebody who can identify with my sorrows, somebody who loves me. Today, we need Jesus.
2: If you've enjoyed this message by Pastor Jonathan McCautry, please reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. Call at 318-658-6216. Email us at Ministries at gmail.com. Write us at P.O. Box 5452 Bossier City, Louisiana 71171. This is Ruth Ann Thompson at Deliverance Today Ministries, inviting you to join us and become a faithful pledge supporter so we can reach others through this radio ministry.